Welcome to How To Japan. Today, we are doing another movie review. Yes. Exciting times. A movie that came out many, many years ago. So if you're listening, if you want to listen to a podcast about a movie made recently, you'll have to wait. Because this movie was made in 1950. In Japan. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Very long. And, and I'm very uh, surprised that I haven't, I had not seen this movie. I've heard that it's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's one of Kurosawa's uh, most, most talked famous, about. I guess. Yeah. One most of his talked most about talked about movies. movies. It's his breakout movie. And, uh, you know, that it won lots of awards. And, um, even from reviewers from long ago, I pulled up a, a review of the movie on the New York Times Time Machine uh, thing because uh, I, I did that with uh, Godzilla uh, yeah. with the uh, movie reviewer Bosley Crowther and his total... Please tell me he reviewed this movie too. Yes, he did. So Bosley <laughs> also... That's great. On December 27, <laughs> I, I really like looking at his work. It's it's fun to yeah. actually follow someone who's he's dead, but like it's it, it's such an t- interesting time frame to be looking at movies, and he seems to have he seemed to have had his finger on the pulse of uh, foreign films, Japanese films, mm. Godzilla from Godzilla to Rashomon. He's he's covering it all. It's also uh, color stuff about the where it was uh, shown in New York City for the first time, and uh, I just I just like that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know about you. I got I mean earlier today was on on YouTube, and I was just with my wife watching. We I I just had this random question about what was the first color film because I thought it was uh, the Wizard of Oz, first feature with color. And then I, I have Alexa, so I was like, what was the first one? And then they said, Alexa said it was this 1912 movie called uh, the, the King and Queen Through India. And lo and behold, there's clips of this, the King and Queen and the soldiers, uh, like British so- soldiers in colonial India walking around uh, in color. It's not beautiful, by the in any sense any modern sense not even close to wizard of oz and then i found another thing from 1902 there's a film that was filmed in color well actually not filmed in color but it was um hand painted the uh the negatives were hand painted there um Mm. so there's there there was that kind of attempt early on to get color on film but um, I, I know I'm I'm moving off the mark. I'm just trying to explain to everyone that I I like old shit. <laughs> so, and, and I, I that's mm. why I like hearing the opinions of people from long ago, uh, and in particular right. things about um, movies. Yeah, yeah. And he also uh, confirmed your hatred of uh, of Godzilla. So. I, I yeah, that's be, right. Be able to wrap it back in there. Well, before you tell me what he thinks about this movie, mm-hmm. perhaps before we get into spoilers, 
mm-hmm. we should give uh, an overview or a brief synopsis of what we thought, mm-hmm. how we felt mm-hmm. after watching this movie. Oh, just a quick, um, for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, uh, basically the story is about the rape of a bride and the murder of her samurai husband. And uh, it's about testimonies from a variety of different people mm. about this event. So with that said, how what did you think of this movie? Well, there, there are a few things that I liked about it, but then there are certain things that I didn't like about it. And so I'll start off with things I liked about it. I... I liked the music score. It reminded me of uh, Vivaldi's Bolero um, with uh, kind of classical music, very bump, 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 and that kind of that kind of pacing. the The music kind of creates a pacing going through the forest. Lots of um, tracking shots through forest, uh, and I, I think maybe perhaps innovative for its time where the camera will be following uh, a character walking through the forest and it's tracking it and then it starts to circle around the character and then go to the other perspective the other side of of the forest kind of moving in a in a kind of elliptical way to show you the other side and then sky sky shots and i and i really enjoyed those that type of uh, camera work and i also was struck by the amount of silence in the movie uh, so much of the movie even though we have three people telling the stories a lot of the stories being told with the camera as opposed to hearing someone narrate something and i Mm. think we are often inundated in modern movies with the the narrator explaining everything that we're seeing and it's really nice to have a movie where i think that's a that's something that sometimes gets lost in the over explanation over explanation of things in movies that we see those are the things i liked about it there might be some other things that i'm missing but um basically i was disappointed by the ending or, or not so much the ending but the the main points that some of the characters were trying to make about the morality of of people I found it to be a bit shallow or I didn't not that it was shallow, but lacking some it was missing something. Uh, I, I didn't under I didn't really understand why why the characters felt the way they did by the end of the movie. So I was kind of like, mm, some something is missing here in the plot line. Uh, of course, there's so many interesting things that the movie brought up and everyone knows that, you know, there's something called the Rashomon effect. And so, you know, you see this 
type of multi-perspective storytelling in so many TV shows and movies, it's hard not to respect the origins. But at the same time, I felt a little bit conflicted with the overall moral message of the movie. Uh, what about you? Uh, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie over the course of two days. Mm-hmm. I was checking my email uh, while watching it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't engaged. Um, you were talking about what you liked about the lack of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I felt that the tempo was just so uh, slow, monotonous, mm-hmm. tedious. It was... Uh, I've got to... I'm putting myself, I mean, I've I've made this, I don't know if it's an error, but mm-hmm. I've talked about other, uh, another classic movie like Godzilla, mm-hmm. wanting to treat it as exactly how I feel living in 2020. Right. With 2020 eyes mm-hmm. viewing this, this art. And I, of course I can respect the, the music, the direction and uh, the Rashomon effect. Uh, how it, uh, you know, it, it pioneered this way of looking at a at a story, and and how eyewitness testimony is inherently flawed, mm-hmm. and that's all very well and good, but mm-hmm. I just wasn't invested at all. I just felt like uh, many of these uh, eyewitness testimonies just dragged on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a Rashomon effect. This is in popular culture. This right, is a, right. like a psychological really. uh, trait, which mm. we're still using now. Mm. But uh, but it basically is about uh, looking at an event through the eyes of different uh, observers. Mm. And it is a, every, every story is uh, slightly different. Mm. So, yeah... Um, I, I, yeah, I've got to say that I, I wasn't, um, the fact that I, I'm even looking at my, you know, at my phone, I'm checking Twitter, mm-hmm. <laughs> while right. watching a movie. I don't think that's a good sign. Right, right. But that's, that's how I, um, my, my, that was my reaction while watching mm. it. I just, it was a chore, uh-huh. a real, a real slog mm. getting through this. And it's interesting um, because but, it's not a long movie by any means. It felt long. Yeah, but but that's what I mean. It felt like, like th- yeah. what, what I'm trying to say is that e- even though uh, the time wise it, it was short, you felt that it was long, like it the feeling of yeah. it. Yeah, felt like I had, I went through a three hour movie. Wow, I get you know I I I find myself a lot of times and perhaps uh, over the course of watching movies for this podcast that I pacing is something I, I guess I, I don't mind slow moving movies. I I kind of get into that groove and maybe it's because I'm a slow paced person. I don't know. Maybe it, that somehow it suits me. But um and also I I love nature so I anytime camera work is done in a way that absorbs you within some sort of natural element of forest or whatever it kind of uh makes me feel relaxed and Mm. consumed by whatever whatever is happening regardless of the maybe the the plot structure of the movie and that that could be something that 
is just something that I, I'm willing to forgive in a movie. But I think for the most part, most reviewers don't ever really talk about the oh, how you are expressing your views about the movie. And I'm not saying that you're, I'm not trying to invalidate what you're saying, but it's interesting that you brought up the, the slow pace in, the, in light of the 2020 uh, eyes that you have when you're watching it. Yeah, there's something about it that didn't jibe with me, uh, the pacing. Uh, but also, the fact that I knew mm-hmm. there was going to be different testimo- testimonies mm-hmm. uh, given. Mm-hmm. So I could have you know, spoiled myself. Mm-hmm. That could have played a part in as well, as well that mm-hmm. I knew that there was going to be a uh, different different uh perspectives on a single event Mm -hmm. and you mentioned this as well Mm -hmm. when we when we discussed Mm ikiru you said that it reminded you of rashomon Mm -hmm. and so i guess the depths of my uh subconscious Mm -hmm. started appearing you know the the things you told me just Uh came up to the surface (laughs) as i was watching it of Uh what to expect and 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 then I was just like, well, let's get through the you know the story, and I've got to listen to the you know the wood, the guy at the beginning, mm-hmm. the wood chipper. What's his yeah. name? What was his title? Well, I forgot his title. But he um, we've got all these different perspectives. So I was just expecting that, knowing mm. knowing what to expect as well, could have hindered my enjoyment of it. Mm. Apparently, uh, but even a, if I yeah. maybe if I didn't know, even if I didn't know, I may not have been as engaged mm. as I normally would. I think maybe this is the third or fourth time I've watched it. And I think this time I I watched it w- looking forward to one of the tellings of the of the story, which was the the which was the the dead guy being summoned from the dead uh, to tell his perspective. Are we going into spoilers? Uh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I think because you just said recently, you just said well, it's it's hard to spoil the movie because it's you know so old. So I felt like I had the. Let's get into the, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I really. Oh, uh, yeah. before spoilers, uh-huh. would you recommend people watch it? Um, I, yes, I would because uh, just for a few few things. First of all. It's what it's what it's a, a landmark film for a, a Kurosawa, and it is a landmark film for Japan in a sense because it's a post-war movie that got international acclaim, and the plot structure has been used countless times in other in television shows and other movies, and. If you are a fan of film, then it would be important to watch it. However, maybe if you're not a fan of film and you don't really care and you just want to know a good movie or a bad movie, uh, then I would say maybe it's not for you. That's that's how I would put it. Hmm. So if you're a fan of film, watch it. If you're not a fan of film, I... You don't need to watch it, even though it's the base because, you know, I often say, oh, you got to watch the first one. But you know what? Who cares? It doesn't really matter that it was the movie that um, all other things are so many things are based on the source, you know, Uh, because if you've seen just as long as you have the information in your head that 
Rashomon is the source of so many of the plot structures of different movies, then that's all you probably really need to know. You don't need to go mm. beyond that. Yeah. You understand what the Rashomon effect, you, you can understand what the Rashomon effect is without watching Rashomon, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I think this is a an issue that's going to crop up for me mm-hmm. if we do watch more and more Japanese classic movies mm-hmm. is that I may not appreciate the art or the the redefining aspects which could, could you know the 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 directorial chops which mm-hmm. Kurosawa has on display in his movies mm-hmm. which which helped to spawn a lot of great uh directors around the world mm. who took a lot of what he's done and uh have updated it for a modern audience mm. so i i don't think i'll be able to separate that in future viewings if we you know if we continue to watch classic movies mm. i may be uh yeah hampered by that by that fact of of wanting just wanting to experience a movie and to be uh, enthralled engaged or to to be to be challenged or or mm. any other emotion mm-hmm. when, when i watch one of these movies but rushman for me did not offer any of these emotions which i would hope to have while while watching any movie mm. so so for anyone who uh, uh if you've listened to other movie movie podcasts which we have done before i think you're probably uh, you, you know, you'll have a better idea of what I like and what I don't like. So uh, before you invest your time, just think about it through uh, through my you know the way I'm I'm viewing these movies, mm. and that is I want to be yeah I want to I want to be entertained and I want to experience something mm. when I watch a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't feel much except for like what you said, mm. the medium. Mm-hmm. That was the only time I actually made a note of it. Mm. That's the only time where I felt something in the whole movie was when the medium mm. was channeling the ghost, mm-hmm. the samurai ghost, and the way that was portrayed on screen mm-hmm. had me enthralled. I was like, wow, that's fucking amazing. Like the, the voice, the audio, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way the voice changed, mm-hmm. the way it was filmed, her mm-hmm. acting. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. Yeah. I thought it the was, only thing uh, hmm. <laughs> for me. I, you know, I, I think the first time I, I saw it, I didn't really pay attention to that scene so much. And then that maybe second or third time I started to follow it. And then this time when I was watching, I was like looking forward to watching that scene. And yeah, it's fun to watch. And the and it's fun to watch on a, on a few levels. So you mentioned the technical side. But then you look at the practicality of that scene okay they're they're at like a, some sort of magistrate's you know office like judge they're in front of a judge and in front of a judge they're going to summon a dead person to give their counsel about <laughs> what happened it's just like you know practical the practical world meeting the supernatural hmm. is is something that i found to be you know kind of uh, in a way comical because it's 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 rare that you see a movie where the court case involves someone, you know, putting a ghost on the stand to tell their side of the story. Um, I was thinking of two, like, oh, I, I, had, I had questions about that. Yeah. Because 
I thought the first question I had was, okay, the the film is trying to demonstrate that a ghost offers just as much veracity as a living eyewitness. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what Kurosawa thinks mm-hmm. about like like this whole process. It's all it's all flawed. So why not show a fucking ghost? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it holds just as much uh, truth as a living eyewitness. Mm. Uh, but then I but then I thought, well, was it? Um, also, the fact that uh, given the period, mm-hmm. that that era, was there any stock given to mediums? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, we know that this movie is a combination of two stories by Akutagawa, a writer. Yeah. Uh, one is In a Grove and the other one is called Rashomon. And I believe In a Grove is where all the bad shit happened. And then Rashomon is the where, you know, the the temple look in place area. But I, I can't recall exactly what the two stories define, but um, the, I don't know how historically accurate those stories are. Be that as it may, I don't, I don't know if they would use that type of thing. I don't know why I mean, I don't, you know what? I don't know. That's my short answer. I don't know whether or not. Let me, Maz, you, you do you have anything other? Th- I mean, I I'm I'm gonna do a little check. Uh, but yeah. let's let's continue to talk while I'm checking something. The medium scene stands out to me because I think that was the only part of the movie where I've I felt something, and it was weird. It was it was uh, the the performance of the medium really registered with me and I, it was a gripping it was just it was a gripping performance mm. because the voice had was changed it, was, it sounded like a man right it was like dub, dubbed right by yeah, a guy definitely uh and it was really well done yeah unfortunately i can't say the same for the rest of the movie mm. um for me it was all you know in terms of uh, quality of direction yeah it, it was just uh, again i was not at all invested you know what in, I was kind of put off by that happened. the, uh, yeah. and I haven't been able to find anything about it, so I guess I'll just, I'll just continue talking. But uh, you know, usually I really like Toshiro Mifune, who plays the bandit in this movie. I usually really enjoy his performances, but I didn't really buy his acting in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it it I didn't really it seemed like someone acting like a crazy person like rather exaggerated. Yeah, rather than being a crazy person, he was acting like one. The, oh, this is how a crazy person acts. So right. I I wasn't really all that. And the laughing got to me as well. Yeah. It became grating. Yeah. I didn't think yeah, I <laughs> thought the laughing like was forced. It was almost like he was being asked to do something and he just couldn't summon the emotional he couldn't summon the emotions to really convey because we saw him in the, you know, the hidden fortress and he, he plays that tough guy and he, he plays it all. Oh, he was great in that yeah, movie. And yeah. It was like, he was so um, on point as being such a multi-layered character, even though it was in a fun adventure movie. But in this, I, I felt like he was being asked to play a range that was very specific and not very dimensional at all. And despite the fact that he wasn't being asked to play a dimensional character, it was 
it, it there was no um feeling uh, of that extreme sense he, i don't think he reached that extreme that he was trying to get to or they were he was being asked to get to so yeah it yeah. just seemed hackneyed in a way i didn't yeah it's like oh, okay <laughs> it's like okay yeah whatever um yeah so that that was something i was a little bit disappointed in the the other actually maybe i didn't really like the acting overall because i i really like yeah. takashi shimura and who who plays the priest or he plays the firewood dealer he plays the firewood dealer doesn't he and he um i just he just looks sad and somber and that was his he emotion. looks like we still the same expressions from every other movie yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. have any doesn't have any range yeah but well the thing is is like i i think that and he wasn't he i don't think he's being asked to have any range i i i think maybe what Supposed to look sullen. Yeah, he's supposed to look sullen and so sad. And it kind of reminded me of how kids try to perform dramatic things. And Ooh. I know that sounds a bit... That's a really uh, harsh and critical yeah, lie yeah. that you have there. Like, <laughs> you sound like a New York Times uh, reviewer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, reviewer from the 50s. How, how could I be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. How could I be such this? What are... Whoa. What we've seen, oh my God! You know, the, I I didn't mind the 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 sequence, the silent sequence, as I said before, but the talking between the characters at Rashomon, at that temple, broken down temple area, I found I found to be uh, purposefully slow. Uh, it, it was like j just tell the story. Come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up. Well, that was my that was my point. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, sitting around, uh, staring with mm -hmm. blank expressions or mm -hmm. sullen expressions uh, and in it's, the, sh you know, the shrine yeah. area. And it's really like, why are they so sullen about this thing? I don't under, I didn't, you know what? I don't really understand why they were sullen. I mean, someone was raped and that's terrible and someone was murdered, but they don't really have any connection to those people they just saw something he saw something terrible and then in between the scenes of us seeing him at the the temple there was a a court date of some sort and so they had time he's already had time to process it it it's almost as if he's acting like he just saw it but it's been, what, five or six days? And he's still sitting right. at the temple going, oh, yeah. I, I can't believe what I saw. I just can't yeah. believe it. It's like watching, I, I know it's maybe I'm, this is a bit shallow to say, but it's like as if, you know, someone who watched a championship game and their team lost, and then six days later, they're still sitting at their desk going, I just, I just can't mm. believe it. Of course, someone was murdered. And that's quite a different thing. But I, I feel like you could get on with your life at that point because you're not really connected to this to the um to the situation. You don't know that woman. You just saw them. You don't know that samurai. You know the bandit guy somehow. But other than that, like why 
why are they so not even distraught uh, but like you said like dead gazes dramatic for dramatic uh, effect in yeah. order for the audience member to know oh i wonder why they're so because it's a it, there's this anticipation that, that maybe chris was trying to build mm-hmm. in the audience yeah mind. like oh wow must be must be really tragic yeah yet i i think again this is if you're if you're watching it in the 50s mm-hmm it may have had more of an impact than it does now. Yeah. To us. Again, it's a question of, ti- you know, the time that has elapsed mm. and how cultural, well, almost sensitivity mm-hmm. to to violence is, has yeah. changed to such a degree where to us now, watching it in 2020, you're right. We wouldn't, we wouldn't give it a passing thought. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that sucks, but let's just uh move we have on. to i mean you it will deeply impact you but not like paralyze it like paralyzed him he's mm. paralyzed he can't move and then the priest next to him is just like yeah and he wasn't even there was he he didn't did the priest sees it? it was it was takashi shimura the wood yeah dealer firewood dealer then the woman who was raped Right, mm-hmm. the bandit, and then the ghost. They all told. No, the story. priest ran into the samurai and his wife. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Before the murder occurred. Okay, so he saw the. Okay, so he saw them before it occurred, but he right. didn't actually see the scene. Right. So. What the fuck, like, and he doesn't even have the ability to really console. He's a pretty shitty priest. Yeah, man. like he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he just That's looks really whole job. sad. Like he's just <laughs> to, sitting there to comfort, yeah. to comfort the locals and yeah. and give them spiritual guidance. Yeah, and there's nothing. And he's just mulling about. <laughs> he doesn't have anything to say of any what worth. Your, what are your teachings? What are your yeah. teachings tell you? Yeah, fuck. And you know he doesn't give him any moral guidance. He doesn't say anything that could help him out of his malaise. He just has a solemn look on his face. And in fact, the only person, it's like this kind of uh, crotchety guy who's coming in and out of the scenes uh, that offers any kind of mor- moral story. Is that dude, what the hell What the hell was that guy? He was, um, I don't think he was a policeman. He was just, that dude, he was just popping in and out and like just prodding prodding uh the firewood dealer on like hey <laughs> well wait like like you're perfect he's like what are you what are you yeah. you're probably a yeah. shithead yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you do what did you hey what about that knife huh 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 and then i that's mm. something i didn't understand like okay so he stole the knife so he's not perfect and therefore he has to go on thinking that he's a bad person i i just didn't understand it was like but he didn't have any role in it and the knife wasn't the murder weapon so by stating that he because he stole it everyone's immoral and that's pretty much how the movie ends it's like um wait a second (laughs) Mm. he's poor as fuck and he's trying to just live his life oh yeah yeah then he 
adopts this child and that somehow redeems him. So I, I just didn't get any of the like, there was no progression in the, the morality of the story of that guy, of the firewood dealer. Uh, so mm. I was just kind of like, uh, I, I don't buy it that much. I don't really get it. Like you weren't really morally involved in the killing of this person. You just saw it. And somehow you there's some moral obligation or you find or and someone's telling you you're just as bad as everyone else because you stole a knife. It's like, what? What's going on here? And yeah, I, uh, uh, go yeah on. I read one article about that, about that scene was uh-huh. the woodcutter is taking the baby to show what we see on the surface is that it's like an unbelievable act of kindness mm. after the lies, the rape and violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems kind of sentimental. Mm. Uh, but I, I read one one review, which was interesting. It said, we, we can't read the ending as optimistic. Mm. The, the preceding narr- uh, narrations show that we can't believe anybody. Right. So the woodcutter says that he has kids, mm-hmm. but after everything we've seen, mm-hmm. why should we believe him? Right. How do we know that he's not taking a kid to be a slave, or you know, or to to do you know, uh, he's got some nefarious purposes? We don't. We don't. From what we know, he stole a knife. Mm-hmm. But is this the uh, only a partial glimpse into his character and moral? moral underpinnings i mean we have no idea mm. everything we've been told is a lies right so 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 i so i liked looking at the movie through that lens of like a kurosawa wants us to be disbelieving of everyone after everything mm. we've seen and even that one kind act mm. it looks like he's doing it for, you know from the bottom of his heart trying to redeem himself mm-hmm. yet we still don't know after he leaves with that kid mm-hmm there's no way of ever knowing. He could just throw... The, he could probably just trying to show the priest, like, listen, I'm not all that bad. But then as soon as he's out of sight, just throws the kid into the, into the forest. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no way. There's no way of knowing. Hmm. But isn't it... He, he said that he has seven other kids, and wouldn't the priest know whether or not he has seven other kids? I mean, or maybe the I mean, he's, no, because he told the priest, and the priest acted surprised because the priest uh, didn't want to give him the kid. Okay. It wasn't until he mentioned how many kids he has, and yeah. like, what's one more kid? Right. Yeah, I th- maybe you know I I, I said that you know it, it's somewhat something for maybe people who are interested in film to watch, and after discussing it more, I feel like I want to watch it again. Um, wow! What, would they make it five times? Yeah, uh, it, there's Jesus. There's something about the cyclical nature of the movie that somehow pulls me in, that makes me want to watch it. And it could be that I I'm dissatisfied with the how I felt about the film, so I want to watch it again. Um, but then you know this this stuff that you're talking about, perhaps. You know, the moral play is that, you know, we really don't know what he's going to do with that kid. Maybe there's, you know, other hidden things in the movie that 
will come to the surface if I watch it again. And it's, you know, I, I probably will watch it again sometime in the future because of that, wow. of that nature uh, of it. And the way that it has been, you know, been presented to, you know, the world as this incredibly important film. And, you know, overall, I didn't hate the film. I really enjoyed, as I said, the camera work and the editing within the forest and the silence and how the camera tells the story. All of those things really... Um, I, I felt shown through and I wonder if the next time I watch before I watch I'll read those stories because uh, you know sometimes you watch uh, you, you read a book and then you watch the movie and then you, you say oh the movie's not so good but I wonder if this is in this case the the books would or the stories would help assist would actually assist the movie in making it more interesting it's, it would almost be like mm. a cliff notes in a way. Sounds like a lot of work to put in. Yeah. To, I, to, to feel like you're, you know, you're not missing anything well, in, you a, know, in a sometimes movie. You just, I think a movie should stand on its own. Yeah. I mean, it, and the thing is, is that I think a lot of, I would say that for many things, but if you're interested in something, then, you, you know, I, I feel interested. I, I want to know more. I want to know. I want I want some more conclusion to my thoughts. I feel kind of unfinished business with the movie. And mm. you know, I, I think that understanding any kind of uh art usually, you know, I, I think I, I agree with you, something should stand on its own. But sometimes when you 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 see a painting and then you read about the painting, then you can really understand it more deeply. You know, uh, maybe the the mm. cultural context, uh, its its position in the his in the history of of painting or whatever. So, I, I feel like if we go into these different things and really read those stories, because I, I I I think I read them in school, and I just you know one in one ear out the other kind of situation. So. You know, I've just reached this point where, you know what else? I'm telling you, know what? I, I can't, I find it so hard recently to sit down and watch movies that are new and enjoy them. Uh, it, nothing seems to really hold my attention that well, except for uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and this it's movie. Quite, well, quite a departure from yeah. what we just saw. <laughs> yeah. Well, aside from the fact there's dead people coming back to life, you know, that kind of thing. And there is the medium in Rashomon who brings the, the ghost back, but um, yeah, I, I think it, it's it's something you you reach these points where you, you just you've seen uh, you've seen a lot of movies, endless amount of movies, and I feel like I'm in that same boat. But I just want some sort of conclusive feeling about it, you know. Mm. I don't feel like my my journey with the movie has finished. Well, mine finished as soon as I stopped watching. It. <laughs> oh, so lucky! You are a fortunate. It, I, man. I, there was this other like uh, synopsis, this other review I came across, uh -huh. and the headline was "Brimming with Action." Uh -huh. And I'm thinking, where the fuck is the action? Because <laughs> all I see are guys like uh, wailing about. This guy's supposed to be a samurai, uh -huh. but he's it just looks like he's. 
he's just flailing about. He's just flailing about with his sword. I think it was. It felt like fucking thirty minutes of them just staring at each other and like running after each other and mm. and no. I was like, wow, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this really sucks. I, you, know, but, I was, you know what? I though? was thinking, well, there's uh, nothing. There's nothing there which made me. Uh, I didn't care about either of them. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I found it hard to connect with the characters too. But there was one. The, the I think the final fight scene, the final view, the final subjective viewpoint, where the samurai and uh, the bandit are fighting, and they don't know how to fight each other. They're fucking scared of of killing. Ah, right. That right. was compelling. That was really interesting yeah. because although he was a samurai, maybe he had never killed anyone before. Or maybe he didn't go to the proper training. And the bandit, of course, is just someone who's just the goofball. And I felt like Kurosawa was showing us how so, how two people who have not who are not versed really in murder or killing others or soldiery would try to kill each other and that that whole like i'm just going to stay away from him as for as long as i can and then i'm going to run and then try but i'm not really going to try because i'm afraid to kill someone and i thought that was really compelling because hmm. uh, you don't really see that kind of thing in movies Either it's, uh, you know, filled with conviction or it's a mistake and it suddenly happens. But you don't see this process of people really contemplating their next move when they've never really done something like that before. And I, I think that's that's I think that's worth watching, like you know, because we always we always have these fantasies. I think people have fantasies about how they would deal with a life or death situation. And oftentimes we always we see the ideal or the extreme on the screen, but we don't normally see a scene where people are really negotiating in their mind what it is that we need to do. And it's and there's this whole power play with the woman who's pretty much setting them up and you they feel like there there's this honor involved and there's this pride involved and you know all of this cultural baggage that they're that they've filled up in their brains to they're now at this point where they actually have to they feel like they're at this point where they actually have to kill someone and it's not like if you know there, there's something about like killing that is really not expressed very clearly in movies we see a lot of killing but what i mean is like that first time i, I don't know if you ever come to a point where okay you see a cockroach and you try to kill the cockroach maybe a small let's start with a small insect there's a little mosquito on your arm and you smack it and it's dead and it's like it doesn't really bother you then you see a little spider like ah oh, god damn it, i got a little spider there uh, okay bam and then one day you open up the window and there's this giant spider web outside and the spider is like the size of your palm and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, am I going to kill this? And then it's like these different levels uh, uh, of rankings of things. And like I was in a, a few years ago, I was at my mom's house and there was a bat flying through the house. And I was like, Jesus Christ, can I kill a bat? And I, I didn't have 
I didn't have the the gumption or, or the the will the willpower or the strength to do it. I actually had to call someone to come out and capture the bat, you know, to take mm. it out of the house. Mm. And it's like we all have these different limitations about death and and killing something, but when it comes to humans. And you guys, in one person has a knife and the other person has a sword or you both have swords or whatever the fuck and it's not gun involved, there, you have to have a conviction to go and kill someone that you don't know that is basically all based on pride and cultural baggage. And I think that played itself out really interestingly in that scene. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. Uh, I I just thought of it as two guys who have felt emasculated by the by the by the wife. Right. She right. Had planted this notion that they've got to fight for their pride, and she's just laughing at them. And but I don't. I don't know because the bandit, the bandit could have killed people before. The mm -hmm. samurai may have killed people before. I don't know if it's the fact of not knowing what they should do, but being more conflicted with, wait a minute, is this fucking woman playing with us? Orchestrated? Yeah, yeah. Has she orchestrated my, right, right. my my demise? So I think it came down to that more than uh, whether having full conviction was like, well, what the, f is he going to strike first? Or is he going to kill me mm -hmm. if I don't kill him first? Right. When I've got nothing, I've got no investment. Mm -hmm. Neither of them had any real investment in killing the other person. But now that their pride is on the line, mm -hmm. they're like, "Oh fuck it, I've got to, uh, I've got to kill him before he kills me." Mm. So, uh, but I get what you're saying. Right. Yes, uh, when when push comes to shove and you actually have to kill someone, then I guess this portrayal, this depiction of two guys who are now going to have to fight for their lives. That could be an accurate way of, of showing showing two people fighting when they mm. don't, uh, fighting to the death, when neither of them were uh, invested in the idea. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I think that th those, the, you know, there are scenes in the movie that convey something that a little bit more meaning than originally thinking as we as we talk and we we go through these through these different scenes i, I think there are things that are wor worth looking at because there might be different ways of interpreting it and that's maybe what why it's considered such a work of art because in art a, a work of art is supposed to be something that can be interpreted in different ways but um o overall i i would say you know, again, it, it's not something that needs to be seen by everyone. However, I, I'd like to go into a movie review by Bosley Crowther. Yeah, I hope we, I hope we're of the same opinion. Well, uh, I'll tell you what he says, and then you can react. Okay. Sure. Now, th this is I, I want I want your honest reactions as I tell these. So, I will. I will stop occasionally. Okay, so now I'm going to start in the middle because it's quite a long thing here. But much of the power of the picture, and it unquestionably has hypnotic power, 
derives from the brilliance with which the camera of director Akira, Akira Kurosawa has been used. The photography is excellent and the flow of images is, a, is expressive beyond words. Shoot, mm. what do you think? Well, good. Uh, if he felt that way, uh, I disagree. But uh, but I could imagine in though in that time, in the fifties, watching this movie. Don't you think it would have been an unparalleled viewing experience? We're desensitized mm. now. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you go back to the fifties. This could have been a landmark moment. Right. So I can't. I can't argue with what he said. Okay. He doesn't have the benefit of foresight or, mm-hmm. or experience that I do of watching modern contemporary movies. So I, I was hoping you'd be what, be more expressive, more anti. What would you do if he? I mean, how do you think he would act mm. if he came to twenty twenty? If if he viewed this movie mm. in twenty twenty, or maybe it's just a fucking ridiculous. Oh, uh, go on, go on, come on, come on. Uh, hypothesis, but if he came to twenty twenty, do you think he would honestly have the same view? Mm. I don't think and, so. and and he and he watched a bunch of different movies. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Without he watched experience. a bunch of movies and then he watched Rashomon. Yeah. Um it depends on his personality, but you seem to think that he would not like it. Uh I don't think he would be uh as uh, you know, as, giving uh, as ecstatic much about as he it. Is yeah. Because this is a movie which uh, like you said, the camera work, the score—it's this is all very uh, revolutionary in a way to a mm. movie goer in the fifties, isn't it? Right. Yes. I, I mean the the way that it's shot and the storytelling itself had not been done in such a way. I mean that's why it's the Rashomon effect. So. Um, but he let, let's let's point out. I want to point out something else. And, and you know, the thing is, is that maybe in order for uh, to to really confirm the hypothesis, we would have to call upon a medium and summon the soul of Bosley <laughs> yeah, Crowther. Exactly. Yeah. But he says also, Machiko Kyo, which is the woman, is lovely and vital as the questionable wife, conveying in her distractions a depth of mystery. Do you, did you find that she had a depth of mystery? Well, yeah, her story, I mean, the from what we see, her story changed every time. Okay. All right, so then Toshiro Mifune plays the bandit with terrifying wildness and hot brutality. Would you agree? No. No? No. Okay. Uh, Masayuki Mori is icy. These <laughs> words. Icy. Icy. Wow. <laughs> Icy as the husband. He's an icy husband. What do you think? That was very uh, stoic. Yeah. Uh, not not too emotional. There was a scene where he was uh, g- showed a little bit of a grin yeah. to his wife. And his wife was w- wanting to, uh, asking him to kill her. He, she would mm. rather be killed than be looked at the way... The way he did, yeah, that game. You know how he was staring at her mm. with a little grin. She'd rather die. So uh, I'll I'll finish up what he says here. Um, well, he he does a little bit of reflection on the current day. Current day meaning 1951. 
So whether this picture has pertinence to the present day, whether its dismal cynicism and its ultimate grasp at hope reflect a current disposition of people in Japan is something we cannot tell you. But without reservation, we can say that it is an artful and fascinating presentation of a slice of life on the screen. So he calls a it slice a, a slice of life on of the life. screen. Hmm. Isn't that all movies? Um, I, I think that when we think of a slice of life, we often we talk about something that is kind of what we might view as mundane, something that is everyday kind of happening uh, that that conveys some natural movement of life rather than say an action oh, movie. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah like yeah, an yeah, action yeah. movie. It's like bing bam boom. That doesn't really happen to you all the time. Well neither did this. This doesn't have big bang boom. That's right, exactly. Much, yeah. No well, action at all. Uh, so yeah. It was like a a look in the slice of life of, of Japan at the time, I guess. Mm. It's interesting that he has this view of whether or not it has some relevance to the current mood of japan but he's he's not willing to go so far as to say that it does because he doesn't know enough about japan to say that but um i think it's uh, and in that way i think it's thoughtful but overall these are some of the main points that he says uh do you trust mr crowther's assessment of movies still uh not for this particular movie but for godzilla definitely hmm we're it allowed seems, to disagree. Yeah. That's the great thing about movie watching. Yeah. It's a completely think, subjective experience. But I think you, you did, you know, you, you gave some uh, reverence to the point about, uh, you know, in, in his in his position at that time, right? So you're giving, you know, you're tr- trying to say that maybe at that time, perhaps it, it, it had that type of impact, well, and naturally, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that so, obvious? So what it, I, it makes perfect sense to me. So if what we, if we mm. had, were, were in that era, mm. we would have a completely different view. We would have called this like a master, a masterpiece. So, so then, what I'm trying to say is like, so then, Bosley Crowther's assessment of the movie is not exactly in conflict with how you view it, despite the fact that you don't like it. Yeah, it's a, it's an accurate... I, it can be interpreted uh, as accurate for the time, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I wouldn't hold anything against him for having that view on the movie in the 50s. That's fine. Um. Also, the medium, the actor's name is Kichijiro, which is mm. the uh, character's name in Silence that we enjoyed. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not really. It's just the coincidence. You, here's, a, here's a question for you. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, given how long we have lived in Japan mm-hmm. and your fluency in Japanese mm-hmm. and how accustomed we are to mm-hmm. living in Japan... Do you think that has given us any insight into ex- experiencing this movie versus like someone who has never been to Japan? I maybe in the sense of mm, in the sense of the characters uh 
Uh, I mean, you could pretty much read in guidebooks what you need to know about the, <laughs> the morality <laughs> of the time. You don't really need to live in Japan in order to understand the the moral and the the moral compass and how the samurai act and what the time period was like and all that type of stuff. I don't think it's really necessary. And so, no, I don't really think my life in Japan has given me extra understanding of the movie. W what about you? I'm the same. Yeah. I don't think uh, there is any benefit to, to living in Japan for so long. And, <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can watch this movie and yeah. have the same opinion as either of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. You don't need to live in Japan for twenty years and then watch a movie to understand it. You know, I'm sure there's other. Maybe uh, I, I felt like with Silence, I uh, Martin I was Scorsese. About to say that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, I felt I think like they gave I, us like additional insight into yeah, the yeah. I felt like I I could understand. But I think there was. It, because Rashomon is more of a moral play and maybe in the end I think it's more of a moral play than anything else and so uh you know the question of morality and what is good and what is wrong is something that is you know debated in many societies so uh it's not something that is completely unique to Japan the only thing that's unique to Japan is the setting itself but the characters involved and their motivations mm. I think are universal maybe that's overstatement right. but um i think it we could put it in those terms yeah yeah so well let's uh uh let's talk about your favorite character i think we we both agree on the fa uh, maybe i don't know I, I like the my favorite character is the medium mm -hmm. that's my guy that's my gal okay thought it was an excellent performance my favorite character in the whole movie mm. Yeah, yeah, I think the 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 medium, yeah, I would have to agree. There's the the other characters don't really stand out to me. Pretty forgettable, right? Yeah. That's why I want to watch it again. <laughs> we have completely different views on forgettable <laughs> characters. I wouldn't want to watch it again. It gives me more reason not to watch it again. Yeah. I uh I started rewatching The Wizard of Oz. Why? Oh, you know, I just I, like I like old stuff, and like I I started watching. I was like, this movie's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, like, yeah. When she when she, when Dorothy goes into the in that dream state, and there's all these munchkins and the color that they yeah. used, it's like. And the, the way that the yellow brick road starts is fucking, it's like, that is so insane that it starts at this little point and then you walk out of it in a swirl and then you mm. walk out of the town. That's crazy. And all the people, you know, it's even the most yeah. crazy. I, I know I'm, I'm going off on the Wizard of Oz, but the fact in the song when they when they kill the witch and they confirm he's the witch is dead with a death certificate and that's part of the song is insane anyway i'm sorry wasn't it the first movie that went that used color 
See, that's the thing. That's what I would start off the podcast with. I thought it was. So then I asked Alexa, 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 what the first movie with color was. And it's and Alexa said it was the king and queen through India. Which was that's right. Sorry. Yeah, you did mention that. Yeah. In 1912. And then uh, British researchers found another movie from 1902. And I think it might have been partially colored, but then. I think they were trying I think there was some sort of color technique being used in the film and through video mastering they were able to put all the elements together correctly. So I think people at the time when they're watching this this is these are the stories I heard yeah. about the movie when it came out was that it started off in black and white. Right. And as soon as she mo- went to 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 Oz and it changed to color yeah. people were fucking like there it was like an orgasmic experience of like wow what the fuck it's, this is amazing. I don't think many audiences were used to color at the time. You know what? I mean, I wasn't like I watched part of it last night. I wasn't used to the type. The way color is used in the movie is wow. It's eye popping. It's like Candyland color. the The yellow is yellow. The reds are reds, and the sets are just so color like there's so contra high contrast color usage and all these like plasticky looking plants and like all of the all the munchkins and their green uniforms and yellow and the whatever their hair is pasted on with and it's just the witch is like the greenest green you could ever be it's just like eye popping it looks like someone it looks like you know a partial acid trip because the the way of all the colors, the way colors all pop, it's well, the like, fact that oh. you're talking about it so passionately, yeah, with more passion than Rushmore <laughs> should be any indication. I give anybody listening a sign: just avoid this fucking movie. <laughs> There's no color. Just watch Wizard of Oz. Yeah, just, just watch, watch Wizard the Wizard of Oz. Oz. It's fine. Because, 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 because of all the wonderful colors you can see in the goddamn movie, goddammit. Let's go on to the rating system. Did you come up with an object or something to, to rate this movie? How about uh, Abandoned Babies? That's great. Mm. Abandoned Babies out of five. How mm. many? Two. Yeah, I'd give it a two. Mm. You're actually hard, like more like you're harsher than I than, than I am. I, mm. I thought you were gonna say three or three point mm. five. Yeah, but a two that's low. Yeah, for and a movie a, that you want to watch again. Yeah, so that's my sense of strange. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I I want to know more. I want uh, like I feel like at this point I want to read the short stories. In a grow. If you watched it again, would your yeah. score change? It could. It could. What if you gave it a lower score and you just wasted all that time? I don't feel like it's a waste, though. I, mm. I, I just feel like I just because if you want to know something, you want you want to figure something out, then it, it's better than watching something or having low. I have a you know, I was kind of like passionate for wanting to know what the hell it is that I'm missing about the movie, you know, so. Even if I, in the end, find out that ah, oh, wasn't that worth it? You know, a lot of my, you know, my 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 time watching, viewing television, viewing is uh, recently *Impractical Jokers*. So it's not like I'm 
enriching my brain with deep intellectual thoughts when I come home from work. You know, I'm watching guys trying to, you know, get people to high five them on the street. You know, so <laughs> I think I can I can do with a little heady stuff that maybe I end up not, uh, you know, end up not liking that much. Well, that's a good place to wrap up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think in any movie we've been so well. Me, for me uh, at least, I, I haven't mm. been this sedated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least with movies I, I disliked, I, I was more energetic. Right, right. I had, like a little more passion talking about a shitty movie. Yeah. Like Godzilla, for example. Mm. But this movie, I was just meh. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's a classic. Um, but I wasn't engaged, and that's a shame because I wanted to like this movie. Mm. I went into this movie thinking this is going to be amazing. Mm. But no, email was more uh, enticing to me. <laughs> email. What's that what, movie about? My Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah. Twitter well, feed. All right, yeah. then. Well, I'll talk to you next time. Okay. Bye-bye.